The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one ginger. We are IRL for the first time of us three doing Killing Time. Just three best friends just in a room that anyone could have. Just three gals hanging out, drinking some drinks, talking having some, about some, having some fun, some dark things. How are you guys doing? Feeling good. I'm really excited to see you guys. I know. Following your Hawaii vacation. We were in Hawaii, had a great time. Now back on the grind. It's always just like a harsh realization anytime you come home from a vacation. Yeah, vacation like. depression. Yeah, it is. And you're like, oh, fuck, here is all the work that I've put on. And off. like, this isn't the life I live all the time. I have to go like sit in front of a computer yeah. nine hours a day. Yeah. That's it's, the life I live. Well, it's weird too, because what is it? Today is Wednesday. It yeah. feels like Monday because we got back yesterday. So yeah. I'm just like struggling with the week being half over now. Everything is just all awry. Mm. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because we'll we're having a couple cocktails. We're talking about some stuff. I am really, really excited about today's episode. Do we want to jump right in or should we do our housekeeping? I feel like. I think housekeeping is exciting. So we want to remind you yes. um, of our two phone numbers. We're going to start integrating a lot more of these into our episodes and our Patreon episodes. We want you to call in for On The Stand. We want to have your grievances aired into our voicemail machine so we could share them with the world because you know what? Your grievances need to be heard. You know how we go around the circle. We each put something on the stand. Yeah. We want to include our audience yes. in On The Stand every time. So we've, we're including one of you today and we want to hear them. And if they're really funny, they're, they're going to make I've it I've noticed the show. that the ones in the Facebook are normally better than my ideas anyway. I know. Well, that's, you know, when you're feeling kind of creatively blocked, you can yeah. just jump into the Facebook group and find something so good. I think all of the most debatable and controversial ones are always in the Facebook group, Absolutely. which I love to pull from. But what I was going to say is we're doing one in our killing times, but then we have full episodes dedicated to on the stands on our Patreon. So if you haven't subscribed to the Patreon, we're having so much fun bonus content over there. That and you can we would hear love your, to have you. If, if it doesn't make it onto the normal show, it's probably over on Patreon. So yes. if you want to hear yours, sorry, yeah. you got to go over there. <laughs> okay. And then our other number is for our worsty firsties. It is three, two, three, Five three nine three five one six. That's three two three five three nine three five one six. Call us and let us know the worst thing that you've ever done, and you might hear your voice on our show or on Patreon. And we'll make you feel better about it. We will <laughs> let some of those demons <laughs> go, do. no matter what it is, even if it's difficult sometimes to find a spin. Alexis does every single time. It's just superpower. Honestly, really how do you think I get through life with all the mistakes I made <laughs> and like the self loathing I've done? It's like you got to find the silver lining because no one's perfect, and we make mistakes. And honestly. <laughs> 
if you can't look back at your old life and be like, I was toxic and I've changed and I'm trying, then have you really grown? That's the thing. There's like some Instagram quote that it's like, that's where I got it. If you don't look back at yourself and cringe, then you're not doing it right. I was toxic too. (laughs) Right. Like, cause listen, when we handle shit immaturely, when we're younger, you know, we all have grown. Yeah. We should forgive ourselves and we should forgive others. Honestly, like it's been a really strange world on the internet with criticizing and judging. And it's like, we're all fucking up. We're all trying. Let's fuck up together. Yeah. Let's fuck up together. And forgive. Let's begin. Yeah. Let's fuck up and forgive together. (laughs) Okay. So are we ready for our dark day? I am so ready. I can't wait. Yes. Okay. So I'm really excited about this one. So on August 25th of 1939, The Wizard of Oz opens in U.S. theaters. I mean, one of the best movies of all time, so ahead of its time, kind of spooky in ways. Those monkeys ruined my life when I was a little kid. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. You were scared of all the flying monkeys. I couldn't like go down our hallway at night. I was terrified that they were like at the end of it. Honestly, I've made this sound every time I've seen someone on a bicycle. Like I literally do that in my head probably three times a week when I see somebody on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Wizard of Oz has like seeped into everybody's psyche, like the zeitgeist of the world. That was 80 years ago that that came out. years ago. That's pretty insane when you think about how fucking awesome the movie was yeah, it, beautiful it, it incredible oh. and just how creative all the characters were and we're gonna get into it because there is a lot of darkness like surrounding everything um but should i give like does everybody knows what the wizard of oz well was? Let me, i mean i guess so it's a po- possibly it's not. a musical production yes um julie andrews right Judy Garland. Right. Judy Garland. <laughs> Judy Garland. Close. Yeah, everybody knows everything about that. Everybody yeah. knows. <laughs> Judy <laughs> Garland. That's what I meant. I literally was Googling Judy Garland when I was looking for a Costanza Stanza thing. I don't know why I said Julie Andrews. So she was from Kansas. <laughs> Dorothy. We all know Dorothy. Right. She Toto. was knocked unconscious by a tornado. And then she dreams about following a yellow brick road alongside her dog, Toto, to the Emerald City to meet the Wizard of Oz. Ooh. Can I give a side note? Yes. Toto. There's a memorial grave at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery for Toto's character. Oh, my God. That's actually not where Toto's buried. It's not. But they had to make some construction site over where Toto was really buried. You're saying Toto so strangely. Toto. 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 And uh, they put a a memorial grave site at the Hollywood Forever for Toto. So that's not really him. Toto. He's like right next to Johnny Ramone, isn't he? Uh, yes. Or like in the same, he's in the cele- celebrity area or she, I don't know if it's the VIP a section. Yeah. Like it right next VIP to, section. right next to Hattie McDaniel, Marlon Brando and that wow. whole little, uh, enclave. And there is like a little sculpture of Toto. It's really Aww. cute Toto. on his or her gravesite. I don't know if it's a ah, dogs are ambiguous. <laughs> RIP Toto. RIP. So we all know that she encounters the scarecrow, the tin man, the cowardly lion and the wicked witch of the West who is so, so spooky. So all of the scenes, most of the scenes were shot. Nope. Some of the scenes were shot in black and white, but then when she appears in Oz, it was this vivid technicolor and it was way ahead of its time. in like one of the first movies that you really got to see in color. So it was probably such a crazy experience for everybody going to see it. I remember seeing it the first time and I was kind of moved by that. It was super enchanting. Cause yeah. it, you see, um, other movies do it where they'll go from like sepia to color yeah. to, to uh, indicate that they're going, you know, they're sort of going back in time or they're yeah. going yeah. in the future. They, they use those devices. But like, I remember seeing that for the first time and being blown away. Oh, yeah. It really was like a mystical feeling. There's a guy on YouTube now that takes these like old, old, old movies. I was going to talk about that from like the early 1900s. And he makes them like 4K, like makes them look incredible. Wow. And his Wizard of Oz, like it's 
unbelievable. Oh, it did looks, he do it for it Wizard looks of Oz? So good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's the same guy, but whatever. I've seen it on TikTok and stuff of like these old, like early 1900s yeah. videos of like school children running out and they make them all colorized. And you're like, holy shit. Because it always seems like it's so like unattainable it's so far in the past when it's black and white like you can't really empathize you feel no with connection these people. To it. yeah no connection like, whatsoever. That can't, that's not even the same world i live in but no. like they actually don't look that different from us which is really disturbing <laughs> yeah <laughs> like disturbing. we're actually yeah. we're actually there yeah, yeah. you it's, know it's very it's very weird yeah. but yeah so this is one of the first movies of its time that did that so it's a very special movie i know everybody probably has their own connection to it and memories from it and like remembers when they first watched it so we're gonna dive into some of the dark facts of the wizard of oz because it was filmed so long ago and there was some weird shit that was going on especially to create these characters so we're gonna dive into that in a little bit but before then we have got some bitching to do please rise court is now in session all rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Okay, so welcome to On the Stand. Every week we bring a person, place, thing, idea to the stand that we're either pissed off about or we are loving, and then we have a healthy discussion about it. Vote if it's guilty or not guilty. Bring it to Instagram. You guys get a vote and see if we're like on the nose or not. And yeah, and we're going to have our very first listener on the stand with us today too i'm so excited for that when should they go they should go last i think okay great right right i think last yeah Mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna start with my on the stand love that today i am putting on the stand yellow mustard i think it is the most underrated condiment that we have out there and it doesn't have the praise that i feel like it deserves it has a beautiful consistency. It's nice and tangy. Mm. Fun fact, and not nobody should really care about this, but it has zero calories. I don't even know how they do that. Like, how do you make a nice creamy... Zero calories. Here's my question. How much mustard does it have? Like, how much mustard seed is in there? Yes. I don't know. I really... The we should look mu- that up. It's Mustard seed is no calories. And yeah. I think that's why it's okay for you. And then I think they also add in... Vinegar? Vinegar and other things that are... Do they Neutral. add? They add yellow. They add yellow. Yeah, it's probably de- it's probably some chemical. I love yellow mustard. I love it so. I much. I love all mustards. I really do. Yeah. I love mustards, but I love a, like a really good gourmet mustard where you still see the seed, Ooh, like a great yeah. coupon. Even better. Like I got this taste the world box one time. Ooh. It's a box that you can give to not an ad. It's a box you can give to people <laughs> that like bring send you like little condiments and things from all over the world, oh, whether it's cookies this. or chocolates cool. or jams. It's like a great gift for a parent who has everything. Yeah. And I got one, I don't know why, but I got one and it had this mustard from, I don't know, Holland or something or Mm. Germany. Germany would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like the best mustard I've ever had. And I wanted to do a mustard of the month club, but I lost momentum (laughs) by the time I was ready to pull the trigger. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mustard of the month club. These are great gifts for people. Yeah. You got to come out by us. We got that. What's that? That bratwurst place. Oh, uh, Oh. worst kooke. Yeah, Worst I've been there. I met a... you guys there for oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've got you, that you've, mustard. You've bar. drawn me there before. Yeah, already. Yeah. Oh, they do have the mustard bar. Yeah, like ten yeah, different yeah. mustards. Ooh. If you live in LA, they have them a few places. But Super good. Yeah, I. But I'm just talking about yellow. Yellow the mustard. Basic Hunts or Heinz yellow mustard. Okay. I think it makes. I can't have a sandwich without it. I think it's the best part wow. of a sandwich. Almost better than mayo, and I love mayo. Okay. My uh, super German grandma used to make like potato pancake kind of things. Uh-huh. Latkes? Latkes, yeah. And she'd put yellow mustard on them. Wow. That seems weird. Does it sound crazy or no. what? No. I bet it's good. It's super good. I mean, people put apple 
applesauce on them, yeah. ketchup. There's yeah. literally anything. It was all there. You it know was all at the party. Maybe. And we had this debate the other week about ketchup on eggs. No. Maybe I'll try mustard on eggs. I don't think that's <laughs> a <laughs> move. <laughs> no, try it, though. It, try d- it. it depends on how many mimosas I've had. You should do it. I might do it. I might do it this weekend. We'll see. Okay, so I think yellow mustard, not guilty. So good. My favorite. Not guilty. Not guilty. I, it's not my favorite, but I don't dislike it. Okay, fine. It's changed my sandwich game, so I'm that, in. That's what I'm saying. All right, who's next? I, I can go. Okay. Go ahead, Jerry. I feel like we should keep it with the yellow food train. Oh, okay. I am also. I'm putting, really? Yeah. We just got back from Hawaii. I'm putting Dole Whip on the stand today. Okay. Dole Whip. Dole Whip. Now, Dole Whip traditionally is a sort of pineapple soft serve ice cream treat. Sorbet-ish. Sort is there of. dairy in it? I actually don't know. Yeah. I actually <clears throat> don't know if I have had a Dole Whip in my adult years. Oh, really? Like, I don't really even know what it is. I don't is. think I have either. So the reason I put it on the stand was because everybody always raves about this stuff and we were, you know, I saw it everywhere in Hawaii. I'm not big on like a sweet, like an ice cream, like pineapple situation. So I don't I know, know what's in it. It's, it's like sort of tangy here. You want to Google it so we know what it actually is. Yeah. I'm saying what is, is in Dole Whip. Just type Dole in Dole Whip. Whip. It'll come up. But what is Dole Whip made of? Pineapple juice, frozen pineapple chunks, vanilla ice cream, lemon juice, salt and sugar. That sounds delicious. It's pineapple forward, though. It's very pineapple forward. It's basically forward. like a pineapple uh, vanilla frozen ice cream. yogurt kind yes. of thing. With ice cream. But it's got dairy, so it's yeah. not like a sorbet. Yeah. Now, the reason... I, see, I don't like this. Okay. <laughs> Neither do I. I like ice cream. Ice cream needs to be chocolatey or like creamy. I don't want fruit in my ice cream. Well, I, fruit, found... I like fresh pineapple. I don't want it in my okay. sorbet. Creamy... I, no, I don't like sorbet either. I yeah, like I if like I'm gonna sorbet. have any sort of sweet treat, I want it to be like fucking chocolate ice yeah. cream with fudge on it Dude. and a cookie in it. Or I want like a fresh pineapple and I'm having a healthy day. You want to separate the two. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no what about um, a chocolate covered pineapple. Have you had nah. that? No. I mean I have had it. I've had it in a uh, edible arrangement. Uh, oh no. <laughs> but like I I'll have it, but I'm not craving that. Oh my god! I, I love like I like a chocolate covered banana because okay. that's creamy. Yeah. Well, see, that's kind of so. The reason that I was thinking of all of this was we randomly went to some like um, stand trying to get like a breakfast thing, and they do. I saw they do banana soft serve there. Which it was, to it's me, basically what Dole Whip is, but banana. But I think it's only banana. Like there's not any other ingredients. I'm into that. I don't know. I'm just. I'm I liked the that. little bite that we had, but yeah. I'm I'm weird of the banana. I'm allergic to banana. I'm allergic to bananas, so uh, they give me like a little itchy mouth. Not like a closed throat, but an itchy mouth. Honestly, they're using banana as a base at like ice cream shops. I was in the Bay recently, and my sister was like, "Hey, there's a place called Leaven Cup, and you pick a base, and the base can just be banana, and then mix." stuff into it and it tastes like you're having ice cream. I'm like, that doesn't taste like ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> it's a healthy alternative. Yeah. But like, that's not ice cream. That's no. like when I went, no offense to Matt, but that's like when I was vegan and I was like, it tastes just like, no, it doesn't. It tastes just like the Briars chocolate chip cookie dough. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. And I didn't realize that until I started eating dairy. It usually looks like it, but it's not. It, it looks well. like it. It, it can be good like for it. not it, yeah. but it's not it. It's not no. it yeah. Nothing can replace good old fashioned ice cream but anyways <laughs> yeah dole whip has its own attraction in hawaii at least in a dole whip farm the dole whip farm dole- <laughs> none of us can talk contagion. today the dole whip i think farm. i've been to it yeah have you i think so we drove yeah. past it i was like i don't need i just to go here. i don't need so to go good that it needs its own place like it, i don't think it's no it's a tourist trap that's why they have that i don't think it's there. i didn't go but i i maybe i went i don't mm, fucking know not for me dole All whip's right. guilty for me Dole Whip is not guilty, and I would kind of piss it and eat any of it. Honestly, I have no opinion. Right. Yeah. So I guess I'm the deciding vote. So I'm gonna. It's guilty for me. It is. I'm not gonna condemn it. People like it. 
And yeah. it's like a staple of Hawaii. Not oh guilty. My, oh my God. Yeah, it's tropical. It makes you feel like nice and warm. What are you trying to hurt the Hawaiian tourism board? <laughs> like who is, who is this about? No, but I do love spam. Oh, you do? He had some spam. He I don't think I've ever had it. He had spam in his Bloody Mary and it was delicious. Oh my God. Fried spam. I've never had it either. Incre- you fry anything and it's probably pretty good, but it was really good. I still wow. don't understand what spam is. Is it meat or it's is meat it in not? a can. I it's- think it's like a hot dog stuffed in a can shape. Oh, <laughs> I think like I think without knowing right. what it truly is, I think you're pretty close. Oh my I god! So. Going back to TikTok, I saw a TikTok of this guy that cut a sliver of a hot dog and put it under a microscope. I don't want to know. Highly recommend not watching Honestly, that video. Honestly, I don't eat hot dogs, so I can know, but I still don't want to know. I don't really eat hot dogs. I don't either. like processed meats. I like a hot dog at a baseball I game. I like a sausage or like a bratwurst, but nah. I don't like a frank. Mm. I don't like a sausage either. I'm not a Frank guy. Okay. Dole Whip is uh, undecided. All right. I think I said not not guilty. Okay. It's not guilty. Sorry, Jared. That's okay. All right, Lex. So I don't think I've put this on the sand before, even though I probably did, but probably not. (laughs) But like, it's something that we all know that I really love. Okay. I'm arguing in that the deviled egg. Uh, I knew it. (laughs) Is the perfect food. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have put it on the stand. I don't think so. And I'm here to say that, like, her love knows no bounds, so it deserves honestly, to come back this could on the just stand. be the rest of the episode. Honestly, yes. this became like an inside joke when we were at a wedding because I was chasing a, a tray pass <laughs> server who was deviled eggs on this tray, and everyone was watching she me. Was... And it's like I was wearing like a sequin dress, chasing this little server who had all these eggs, and I could not catch him. And everyone was watching me. Yeah desperate for an egg and but i love deviled eggs and i was just on a trip and i sent this group a picture of these deviled eggs i was eating (laughs) and like everyone knows that i love them we do know that we were actually talking about this on when we were in hawaii because we're like we were talking about you and the deviled eggs and we're like deviled eggs embody alexis as a person and we're going around the circle being like what food would you be? Like, I'm what a food egg. would you be? Yeah. Jared, what? I think we decided is a bottle of tahine. I am a, I'm t- mm. I am tahine. Because he's a little spicy. What would you, what would you, you say? don't think so? I mean, the bottle of tahine doesn't look like Jared. But you, do it's you red. think you look like an egg? They're red. No, I feel like if I put googly eyes on it and like a, some, I could a see like that. little quaff of hair, like I could probably, you could look like an egg. I if could you make myself like a Miss Potato Head egg style. Like, yeah, it'd be parody. Obviously, I don't look like an egg. But like, listen, <laughs> I can, I can be like, I have blonde hair, a yoke is yellow. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm down with this. Yeah. yeah. Bottle of tahine, I think works because you got these frecks. Mm-hmm. You're a little red right now. Yeah, I am. I'm but I think red. you're more like I see some puff pastry in there okay. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a little flaky sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. I'm seeing you more as like a bear claw, Ooh, <laughs> to be honest. See, all right. I could go with that. I would take apple fritter. Apple actually, fritter, yeah. custard filled something. Ooh. Yeah, custard yeah, filled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gooey insides for sure. Yeah. yeah. That, What's that would Jack? be. Well, we said a sandwich because we're like going for more like what do they represent? What like food is that person and like mine was either a sandwich or a chocolate chip cookie honestly what i see you're not like gonna like this oh great but it's you know when you get a corn <laughs> and it's got the husks on it yeah and then you pull it back and it has those strings over Ooh. the corn of cob yeah mm. that's like looks like hair yeah that's you <laughs> yeah you're the hair between the husk and the corn no, oh my god your thank body, you so much your body yeah. is the cob and okay. the little the hairs are your mm. hair <laughs> and the green that goes back is like your cape you are a corn <laughs> oh i have a cape you're a corn i am a corn the husk yeah. is 
your, the husk is your garb. This is not where I thought this conversation was. <laughs> I don't go. see you as a corn, but I, the way she's describing she's it, she's thinking of the game differently than we were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't there. She's yeah. thinking of people <laughs> as food. Like yeah, physically. like what no, physically. are you? Physically. Hold on, we got to get back to the eggs because yeah, okay. so deviled eggs, not guilty. I mean, I don't think there's anything to be had. Dude, said about there it. are so many different ways that you can dress up a deviled egg. I just had one at this place called Venice Beach Wines Ooh, by us. They one. do a little crispy bacon on the top of it with some other shit on there. Some like micro greens on I it. Yeah. To, do you guys remember the picture I sent you recently where I went to this place? It was a German place. They mm-hmm. they they uh, soak them in beets. That's so crazy. they were purple. Mm. And then the the yolk was yellow and had like chives in it. And I was like, this is brilliant. It had these other little sprouts in it. And yeah. I was like, they're purple. I was like, this egg is adaptable, my friends. It is. I Have love you it. ever had a pickled egg? Fuck yeah. No. Yeah. Have you had one? Yeah. Pickled? They're Even wild. better. My mom used to make them. Even better. And what, I you just soak them in vinegar in the fridge? Well, the reason why Put I'm like at, dill and stuff in yeah, it? Yeah, you like put them in like a jar of pickle juice, basically. And you just like pickle is them. Is it perfect? I, the reason I'm asking if you've had one is because I have never had I'm one. I'm going to make one for you. Did you not trust your mom? I think maybe when I was a kid, she like let me try one and it just looked so gross. Anyway, sorry. Eggs. I not mean, guilty. Not guilty. I love them. Versatile. Honestly, um, yeah. All right. Well, let's listen to our our very first number one listener submitted on, on the stand. stand. Hi, I'm calling about on the stand. The thing I want to put on the stand is coworkers who try to be your best friend, and I'm prosecuting it. Um, I had this one coworker who by all means, is a very nice person. But I think the problem is she doesn't know any personal boundaries. Um, She really tried to be your best friend or even be, I don't know, adopted into your family. Once you talk to her about something, she feels like it's hers to retell. Um, She will show up at your house unannounced on your birthday, uh, thinking that it was a good surprise. Um, I just think that it's a bit much. I'm not saying that you cannot be friendly with coworkers outside of work. I just think that because you already see each other every day, eight hours a day, five days a week, that's a lot of time. Um, maybe outside of work, you don't have to be so close and personal just to, you know, give each other a little bit of space because you're going to see each other again the next day. Um, so I'm prosecuting it. I think it's guilty. Thank you. Bye. Okay. I'll go first. So I feel like out of the three of us, I'm the one who's had the most like traditional job experience. Right. Yeah. I was going to be like, um, I actually like all of my coworkers. <laughs> well, because your coworkers are I've chosen them. <laughs> Me. Unfortunately, Kelsey, Becca, Jared, those are your coworkers. Yes. You know? And, uh, I also have handpicked some of my coworkers, but I have not handpicked the others. So I've worked at jobs, uh, like on TV shows yeah. where I was hired and I didn't know where I was who I was going to be sitting next to. And what I must say is that uh, depending on your industry, these people, depending on their personalities, are after the same thing you're after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it's something to keep in mind. I was, I'm super trusting and I'm super friendly and I see the best in everybody. The only time that's ever bitten me in the ass is with coworkers. Ooh. Uh, where a couple have been like, very jealous and uh, very sabotaging to extremes I never imagined. Yeah. Like the, the person I'm thinking about in particular has like made overt 
efforts to destroy my career. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I'm like coworkers. Yeah, they can be cool. If you're not in a competitive field, if you're at a corporate place and they're not vying for some success that you might get, fine, be their friend. But you have to realize is that like at some companies in some positions, you're all after the same thing. And I don't think you can trust everybody who sits next to you when it's a competitive energy like that. Yeah, I think that, you know, being put in a sort of um, conventional work environment is an interesting thing because you're like forced to interact with a lot of people. I feel like a lot of the time people don't respect boundaries that you've put up. A lot of people won't take a social cue that maybe you're trying to do, but then it's like, you don't want to ruffle a feather. So you take a little bit more than you would in a friendship. So there's not really the, um, like intimacy that you can have with a friendship, but you have to like kind of deal with how people are going to treat you or interact with you instead of saying like, fuck off. I don't want to see you. Sure. And I think there's a contrasting view in that some people that I've worked with, you trauma bond with when you're in the trenches and something's really stressful. You know, I know uh, people in the medical field talk about the camaraderie they experience. There's a lot of backstabbing in those fields too. Yeah. But like I can see both sides. People get very close and you make the best friends of your life or you sort of are in this competitive, uh, mix and you it's just you just have to be weary and you don't become best friends overnight no No. that's the other thing i was going to say is you you do pick the people that you associate with as a friend like you have a big say in yeah you choose your friends but people that show up at the office they're kind of just there eventually and then you're like you know what i mean that part comes first which i think makes the whole relationship kind of weird and kind of you know backwards it's like yeah you don't you have no choice you're going to be around this person no matter what so yeah instead of being like you're meeting a friend in real life and then you get close and you're like, should we move in together? And then you move in together. And then like that's, or you start dating someone and you're like, let's spend more time together. Totally. You're thrust into this thing where you're forced to spend all this time with somebody. And then you're both, yeah, you're both working to a common goal or you're, you know, you might be competing for a different goal and then it gets all. And it's weird because if you don't want that friendship, how do you back off of that when you have to work with somebody? Well, here's the thing. Like, I think what people should take away from this is that, just like any significant relationship, they shouldn't be rushed. You know, yeah. you have this opportunity with this person. You could observe how, how they interact with others. You can observe how they behave and the choices they make when no one's watching. I think yeah. that's important. Yeah. It's like integrity is how people act when no one's watching. Right. Yeah. And observe them. I just think you don't rush any friendship. You don't rush any relationship. You don't rush any marriage. Like you just pick and choose your friends. And you know what? Your coworker could be your best friend. Yeah. But watch them first. Yeah. Get to know them. Don't invite strangers in your life willy-nilly. You know how that ends. We do a true crime podcast. You know? Mm. Um, you got to be... Mm, you yes. have to be um, selective. And if you're out there and you're thinking like, well, I can't really relate to this. Everyone in my office just really likes me. That's uh, not true. You might you be the might one. You might be that friend. You might be the or, one. Or you're really um, naive and people are stabbing you in the back and you oh, don't no. know. Because I'm telling you, out of every 10 people, one is trying to fuck everyone over. You should probably have some conflict in the workplace or else you're not really in there. I'm just saying, like, there's a percentage of any yeah. any group of people who are, like, out for themselves. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not just entertainment industry. It's not just the medical field. It's not just agriculture. Right. Everyone. Like a percentage... Policing, you name it. A pers- farming. Farming. Agriculture was just such a random uh, choice. Retail. Farming. Marketing. Uh, I'm just saying. X Games. I'm saying 
there's a percentage of the population who are out for themselves and you're a casualty. Yeah. They see yes. you as an obstacle. So back to our first degree, it's like, yes, they, they shouldn't try to be your best friend, especially not right away. It's right. insincere. Yeah. Go for sincerity. Be sincere when you're, if you're that new person at work and you want friends, be sincere. Yeah. Give it time. Don't rush into it. Let people have boundaries and win them over slowly. Yeah. Like you do court them like a gentleman or gentlewoman. Yes. Gentle yes. person. Yes. Bring so. it back. All right. Well, yeah, that's guilty. Guilty. I'm going to go with guilty. All right. Well, when we come back, it is time for some true crime rewind. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program. And it's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways. And with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally, first with words then phrases and then sentences. And before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. 
Okay, so welcome to True Crime Rewind. We are talking about some of the dark facts about the Wizard of Oz. I feel like people have always known that there was some darkness surrounding this movie, some weird things going on. So well, I think just the narrative, it's, it's the narrative got, is weird. Well, it's also reminiscent of a, what is it? Um, a Christmas Carol, right? Mm. Like you're visiting these, these four characters come to visit him. Right. while yeah. he's, And it's sort of, I think was reminiscent of that kind of storytelling where it's like, you're grappling with something like conscience or reality. And, you That's know, I think it's super parallel. interesting. Yeah. And well, it's very ghostly. Sure. Yeah. Very ghost. Well, I was reading some of the theories about, cause I'm like, do I want to do dark facts? Do I want to do conspiracy theories? I don't know. I was like going back between the two. Um, and there was a theory. There's like one theory that it's a celebration of Christianity. And then there's another theory that it's a celebration of atheism. So like people, you can kind of like take what you want out of it. Well, what's super funny is that I saw, uh, when I was doing research for the Costanza stanza that they were trying to draw this parallel between like the finale of Seinfeld oh. and the four of them. Oh. Oh, wow. And like they were trying to tie it together. I mean, there's a lot of Seinfeld fr- uh, fans out there that are doing some weird shit. Yeah, but, yeah. but I thought that was super interesting. That is honestly. interesting. Yeah. Ah, very cool. I, I know. That. Okay. So let's jump into some of these dark facts about uh, the Wizard of Oz. I'm going to start with the costumes. Okay. Because each character went through their own form of torture with the costumes that were chosen for Wizard of Oz. Obviously, special effects are not what they were back then as what they are today. They're using some weird shit on all these people's bodies that led to a lot of things. Injuries. So for starters, the cowardly lion, it was this guy, Bert Lahr. He was an amazing actor. Honestly, his character, I remember being like my favorite and he had these big freckles. I know. know There was supposed to be his little, it was supposed to be his little uh, whiskers. You are the cowardly lion. Honestly, there's a resemblance. But like you're, guys, that would be a really cute Halloween costume. Dorothy and cowardly lion. Oh, I thought you were going to be part of it. What am I going to be? I don't know. The you can be to- Toto. I'll be Toto. Toto. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Little, um, I'm a little Yorkie. <laughs> yeah. I can make that work. <laughs> okay. So his costume was made from an actual lion hide and it weighed 90 pounds. That's sad. I know. That's, that means somebody had to kill a lion for that costume well, to be made. Yeah. Yeah. That That's, is pretty fucking so, so awful. Big game hunting happening to make that costume happen. <laughs> no. That is. It so didn't allow for much ventilation, obviously. So he was constantly sweating during filming. And, I remember that. And sometimes <laughs> it would get up to like 100 degrees when they were filming this. So yeah. he was so hot and he said it got so bad that it took two assistants to dry out the costume every single night. I do relate to this man now. Yeah, that you're living yeah. in the Cowardly Lion costume. Sweaty, yeah. Dude, I can't believe they'd kill a lion for that. That is, it's just so reminiscent of humanity. It and is. Like what, it's so archaic too. It's, it's just like, so well, they unnecessary. Have, they probably didn't have any fake fur. No. I think they did. Now they just have 25 CGI yeah, but, animators working. Yeah, now they would just do CGI. Yeah. They would literally have a guy be naked on a green screen it, and they'd put a, a fake yeah. lion he pelt would become on them. the lion. Yeah. Okay. So the Tin Man suit, Buddy Ebsen wore it. It was metal. The whole thing was metal. So he couldn't even sit down in it. Like the whole time they were filming, he could not sit down once. I bet you you had to lay down. No, I bet you it was like they had to do trust falls for him to lay down for a little bit. No. He had to like fall backwards and then be placed on the ground. It said when he got tired, he had to lean against a board. That's all he got to do. He couldn't even lay down. Like 
get stuck in the same position for a long time, like maybe on a flight or something, and then like your bone, like it's almost like your joints are like go to dust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh my god, can you imagine? But but instead of that, you're standing and you're stuck in a metal. Oh. He's like an, an iron lung, basically. Oh my god. Okay, so then he also got a violent reaction to his makeup that put him in the hospital because it was the silver aluminum stuff? poisoning. Literally, probably had arsenic due in it. to inhaling the metallic powder applied to his face every day. God, he probably. So Maybe. I hope he's okay. I and hope he was okay. Well, it got so bad that they had to recast him. <gasps> it said, "Yeah, I don't even know like, if he filmed this, the I'm actual out. movie." It said the incident forced MGM to recast his part to Jack Haley, who played the Tin Man in the movie. So I don't even know if they ever shot with him. Did he? Did they change the makeup formula? I don't know. <laughs> that is wild. Okay, so the next one is uh, the Wicked Witch of the West. Margaret Hamilton played her. And she received second and third degree burns all over her body when the green copper makeup that she was wearing got too hot during a fire scene. Dude, because they're putting metal in this shit. No, Because you know how copper turns green, like pennies yeah. turn green. It's metallic. So yeah, yeah. they're fit, figuring that. That is so wild. Yeah, so that's, those are the things that happened to the other people. So then Judy Garland. Yeah. She was 16 years old when this was filming, but she was supposed to be playing like a prepubescent girl. So they made her wear this like super, super tight corset to like hide that she had obviously. To be honest, I thought she was like 19. Really? Like Like in the movie? In my head, I was like, oh, because we were like really young. So we thought anybody older than us. College age. How old was she supposed to be? Like 14. 14. She looked over 16 to me. Yeah. So she was 16. Because her voice, her voice was very womanly. Yeah. She sang. I feel like if you go past like 1950, like going back in time, everybody everybody is 45 years old. There were no kids. No. Teenagers. Yeah. So they made her wear a corset and then she was also prescribed amphetamines to keep her weight down. Oh my God. And then barbiturates to help her sleep sleep after her 16 hour work day and apparently she was prescribed all these drugs even before the wizard of oz when she worked on like other movies films and stuff but then she became addicted to drugs by the time she was even filming the wizard of oz and it ended up killing her she overdosed in 1969 yeah and she died so this it's one of the most tragic stories it's well it's very valley of the dolls and i feel like valley of the dolls was sort of like an answer to be like hey like this is what everyone's doing and everyone's dying yeah so then also when they were filming obviously she uh, all the director and whatever was trying to keep her really really thin so she was banned from consuming much more beyond black copy Black coffee, chicken soup, and cottage cheese. And she also smoked up to 80 cigarettes a day to suppress her appetite. I mean, it's so fucked up. So, so I didn't damn, even think. That's I didn't a lot even, of I, for honestly, back then. But like, honestly, being skinny wasn't even cool back then. So it must be, was it literally just, just to make her seem like young. a kid? Young? That to is make her so seem like a kid. weird because that was like Marilyn Monroe era, you know? Yeah, it is kind of weird. So there was also a lot of discrepancy when it came to paying all of the actors. Sure. So for example, the little people on The Wizard of Oz were only paid $50 for a six-day work week. What? For the, for what does that equate to, though, in that money? Um, I don't know, but we're going to do comparisons from, the, from okay. the different pays. Okay. okay. So the little people got paid $50 for a week. Yeah. Toto the dog was paid $125 a oh week. Oh, my gosh. And then... Judy Garland, the star of Wizard of Oz, earned about $500 per week. Meanwhile, the guy who played the Scarecrow and the Tin Man earned $3,000 per week. So they made six times more than Judy Garland. Honestly, that doesn't surprise me. Who was I, she? Was method acting like that? Like they were just what putting on makeup? Obviously, they're. I men honestly and I wish it, I was like, surprised, and like people, yeah. you know, 
I mean, being, we still don't get paid the same as men, so this doesn't dude, surprise me at all. And, no, you know, I know. We just get battered, yeah. it, like politically, financially, <laughs> emotionally, you know, biologically. There's just like no way. It's winning. just crazy Can't that win. literally the marquee headliner of the movie. No, it's really disheartening, but like not much has changed, no. frankly. And, Holy um, shit. You know, it's depressing. We're next, fine. Next fact, well, let's please. go to let's go to happier things. So the snow used in the poppy poppy field where Dorothy and the scarecrow fall asleep was asbestos. That's what they were sprinkling. Asbestos all. was being sprinkled on the people. That's what the snow was before they knew it. Oh my god! To be asbestos and all of the things that it did to your body. Oh my god! We were just talking about this. Like anytime you see a sign somewhere yeah there's a reason why that sign is there no the, in, a, in a garage for yeah. example where it's like hey this is violating several laws and well, we're letting this know that you're ex- being exposed to asbestos but because we put the sign here it's okay we can't sue us there is a sign in our apartment complex that's every that. every really? gra- not well it says every like can- there's a cancer every subterranean garage in la has one yeah because well, california like, has you all trap kinds of- all sorts of chemicals from your vehicle underground oh that must be what it is but you guys are in better shape you guys have windows out to the ocean you're fine yeah that is open air but i don't know garages, i do yeah. see i do see that sign every time i walk in and i'm like Mm-mm. just hold your breath you're fine honestly wear your mask from the car to your, wear your mask nah. hold your breath nah all right okay so the last couple facts so there was a scene where the cowardly lion slaps Judy Garland or slaps Dorothy. And I guess like when they're trying to film it, she like couldn't stop laughing. It kind of reminds me of when um, there was that scene in Seinfeld that everybody was at the table and like Putty was there and Elaine couldn't stop laughing mm-hmm. or Julia Louis-Dreyfus couldn't stop laughing because mm-hmm. it was like so funny. Um, so after several ruined takes, the director took teenage Judy Garland aside, slapped her across the face and told her go in there and work. Like she was basically being... Oh my god! Abused on this whole set. That is fucking crazy, dude. That doesn't fucking surprise me. No, no, <laughs> doesn't fucking surprise me at all. Because you hear about really these shitty directors and how they behave now. Imagine when yeah. women had eighty years even ago. less sure. rights than we have now. For sure. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. So those are pretty much all of the uh, not so fun facts that I found uh, about the Wizard of Oz. Jesus. The costume shit really blows my mind. I mean, it doesn't because it's like obviously they're just putting anything on. Any- they also ended up uh, the horses were colored mm-hmm. and they ended up dyeing the horses uh, hair with jello, which was safe. With jello? Yeah. Isn't jello Gelatin. made from horses? Horses hooves, I think. Oh, uh-oh. That's kind of cannibalized. That's and a little re- meta. Weird. I'm not into that. <laughs> yeah. That's like an egg on top of your chicken sandwich. Yeah. 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 I'm not into that all right well uh these people that direct, <laughs> these people that director did some bad things we don't like him so honestly we don't we don't like him his name he's dead uh his look name. you know what i was hoping that that was the case i mean he's got to be dead he's everybody gone. probably is he's yeah. gone and i'm glad Pretty, that's depressing it's fine honestly the Circle movie is moving um and i think we can agree that practices are probably slightly better now and so now we're going to move on to your second favorite segment <laughs> to On The Stand. You always say this. It is a second favorite. On The Stand's obviously number one, but the next most engagement we get about a segment would have to be Worsty Firsties. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. 
This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. On to the first. I am just calling in about the worst thing that I've ever done. Um, So I'm going to try and get through this quickly because I know that it's timed. But basically, in early 2012, after the housing market crash, I was working in a furniture store, which was commission only. So there's no base salary. Um, It was really tough times, you know, like during that recession. And in this furniture store, um, we had this thing called an up system for salespeople. So basically, if someone came in, uh, that salesperson was designated to only that particular, like, person or couple that walked in the door. And basically, you know, someone at the front would just say, oh, you know, there was a male and a female that came in. The male was wearing, like, a red shirt and a white hat, and the female's wearing a pink dress and white shoes. So that way, you were designated to just that person, and that way, the customer has a better experience. So one day, I got this, like, elderly couple that came in looking for furniture. The woman had a mobility scooter and, like, an oxygen tank, and then her, I guess, her husband, you know, was with her, and they were in there for several hours. And, you know, when I have one customer for several hours, I don't see, you know, anyone else until they have left, so that way they have the best experience. So basically, they bought $10,000 worth of furniture, um, which was, you know, that's great for me because that's a pretty good commission. Um, So, you know, basically time well spent. So the next day, my general manager comes up to me and tells me that they've canceled their entire order. Um, You know, it's not unusual for people to cancel, you know, a chair or a table or something like that. But canceling the whole order was pretty big because I spent so much time with them and now I've lost out on, you know, potentially earning commission from someone else. So, you know, I just tried to like let it, you know, blow over, you know, it happens, whatever. Um, But then my manager tells me that this couple has been in before and that they actually did the exact same thing to my coworker. Spent several hours with that person. They bought a ton of stuff. And then the next day, they called back in and they canceled everything. So it's just kind of like, what are they doing? Well, a few weeks later, they come back in, the same couple, and they try to do the same thing with a third salesperson. So my general manager, like, approaches them and just, you know, kind of clues them in and, you know, basically just says, you know, you guys come in frequently. You buy, you know, you spend a lot of time here, which is great, but you buy a lot of things and then you just cancel the order. You know, basically, is there something that we can better do to, like, help you so that, you know, you don't keep canceling these large orders? And the woman got, you know, really upset. She's like, I've never been in this store in my entire life. Um, She's like, you know, this is like, you know, basically just this is harassment and discrimination. Like, I could sue you for this. So my GM just let them, you know, walk around the store or roll or whatever um, for, you know, like 20 minutes or something. They bought nothing and then they left. So our GM had told us later that he had received some phone calls from, like, area businesses talking about this particular couple, 
And basically what they were doing was they were going around to area businesses and they were trying to find basically just things that any business would do wrong so that they just basically so that they could get into a lawsuit and basically be like, oh, your, you know, your bathrooms aren't handicap equipped or but it wasn't that they were trying to, you know, do good in the world with trying to like find businesses that weren't being accommodating for people. They were like going out of their way to like try and do something so that you would like mess up so that they could sue you. So basically, um, he had heard that they were in lawsuits with like some other area businesses. And, you know, we just wanted to, you know, me and my coworker, we wanted to sort of like get back at them <laughs> just for doing this and wasting everyone's time and just being basically con artists and not the, you know, sweet elderly couple that, you know, they tried to portray themselves as. So on our break, we went to a Target and we went to the magazine aisle and we grabbed all of the inserts from like all of the terrible magazines, you know, things like Psychology Today and Bodybuilding and like Breastfeeding Moms and, you know, just things that they would never want. And we took like 20 of those inserts. We filled out their information because we had it all from all their canceled orders. So we had their name and address, filled out all the inserts and then mailed them and then just checkmarked the box, bill me later. <laughs> so we obviously we don't know what happened with it. They never came back in the store, but basically this was just our way of doing something that was like kind of a pain in the ass for them because they were doing something that was like a pain in the ass to us. Um, and I have no idea whatever happened, but I'm sure they got 20 magazine subscriptions that they didn't like and didn't want. And they had to call all those places individually and cancel those orders. So that was, the worst thing that I've ever done. And I don't really feel bad for it. Ooh, my friend. <laughs> so what you have done, it's a very like Hammurabi's code situation mm. where it's like eye for an eye without going to extremes, right? Yeah. Like we're not yeah. actually trying to take someone's no. eye for an eye, but like, yeah, we're going to fill their were, mailbox. You were poignant. You did something that was a pain in the ass for us, and we're doing something that's a pain in the ass for you. Victimless crime. Victimless crime. This does remind me a bit of when we went to the uh, Scientology Center and oh, yes. signed. Oh yes, this is one of my favorite things. A few of our exes, exes up for their Scientology mailing list. Mailing list. Oh no, dude. See, that'll never stop. You'll get I that mean, for life. You know what? You know detailed. what? You know what lingers for life? Being Trauma a- and pain. Yes. Yep. Which I. Uh, endured from yeah. that relationship. Yeah. Well, so, you know what? Mine was just one date gone bad. But the mine but that, was mine was a serious relationship. Hers was yeah, a serious yeah. relationship. Mine was they a date that went really really badly that I wrote about for our new book Lady Secrets if you want to pre-order it right now. It makes me think because oh yeah, pre-order that book. <laughs> yeah. Uh it makes me think though because around the time of my last uh split I started getting these really insane uh, political political text. text messages on my phone. You got signed and I, up for and something? And I still get like six to ten a day. So who knows if it was an ex or <laughs> a friend or I don't know. Or but. honestly, some <gasps> other business sold your number. Yeah, like, sold your they do that. I know. I it's get, kind of self-centered to think that like... I get like five spam, ca- yeah. spam calls a day and also crazy texts. He does get some pretty I, crazy, like far-right conservative political texts. It's pretty texts. insane, like the stuff that gets sent to my phone. It's like somebody who... They think uh, you're QAnon. They're like, yeah. don't take our guns away. Hold on to do, your Do you firearms. block the number? I block everything I get. I can't. Well, they're all text messages. You can block them. I they know. say stop. Yeah. No, block. Oh. You can literally go to info and block them. 
I've started getting this thing where it's 23 people in a group text, oh, like yeah, I get spam group too. text, and then so everyone keeps sending stop, and everybody can see everybody else but saying stop. that's not how that works. I've never been involved in I don't know those. what's going on. It's, I get involved it's in those where they do it for like, it's like your number, and then your number changed one number, and then the next number changed another. So it's like <gasps> all, it's basically all of your identical mm-hmm. numbers, but like 10 of them. But see, like one, two, three, that's four. why the magazine thing. It, to me, it's brilliant. Honestly, it's a perfect crime. It's it a is. perfect crime. It is. It's a perfect non-crime. Yeah. I think this is a great way. If anyone ever wants to get back at anyone, don't go to jail. Do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't Send hurt anyone. Do this. Send them some dumb shit. Yes, there are better options than murder. And it's signing or, people up for or ma- anything. Anything spiteful. Like, victimless. Yeah. Just go for the fucking pain in the ass stuff. Like, you know, we don't got to hurt anyone. But... Try to cancel a magazine and see how long and annoying of a process that is. Any kind of subscription works. Oh my gosh. I can't Sirius even, XM. I can't I just, even cancel yeah. a digital newspaper without calling and sitting on hold for like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, I love that. Subscription God. bombing. Love uh, it. Totally. All right. Well, I think that our episode has gone quite long. So I feel like it's probably time for the stanza time. 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 Before we get started, I want to explain the context of this quote, because I didn't do a poem, guys. I'm a little uh, maxed out. So it's the only thing I could find in Seinfeld. Like, uh, it's when Elaine says she likes this this song, Witchy Woman. And I was thinking Mm. Wicked Witch of the West and the East. And it's the only tie-in I could find. Okay. That's fine. Uh, But I don't think you'll uh, be disappointed. Okay. Okay. So is there any song that you feel very strongly about? I like Witchy Woman. Witchy woman? You know, witchy woman. Oh, witchy woman. Oh, witchy woman. Honestly, it's perfect because we're running long. That's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, it's so quick. You know, Sometimes the tank is empty. Honestly, you poetically, I'm uninspired right now. That's uh, okay. Maybe next week. That okay. was just as good as her dancing, I would say. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think it's as good as her dancing. Yeah, well, it's close. All right. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.